Hey, Ross. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? Great. You ready to know everything? I am ready. Let's do it. Okay. Today, I want to tell you about something that makes you a better listener, sympathizer, and friend. I'd love to be all those things. Please tell me more. Well, what I want to tell you is that sometimes it's good to fidget. Fidgeting. I've heard that's disrespectful. That's a way to get in trouble. You're always told not to fidget. But go ahead, make the case. Well, actually, fidgeting is good. Because if you move your body, no matter how small, whether it's going on a giant hike or just playing with silly putty while you're in school, it can really help you be so much better at listening to things. You know that feeling where you're at a meeting or a class on Zoom? Or maybe you're at school and someone's giving a lecture and it's interesting, but you just want to go outside and you want to pay attention, but it's too hard. I do know that feeling, and I'm really sad that fourth graders have to know that feeling too these days. Yes, and so there's something that can help with that. There's been studies and just experiences that show that when you fidget, you can be a better listener, sympathizer, and friend again because you can concentrate better when you are fidgeting. Hmm. I have to admit, I actually do this in my own way. Sometimes I pause or take off my video if I'm on a video call and I go to this little bouncy exercise ball I have and I just lean back and stretch out my back. Or I pace when I'm talking or listening, and it helps me keep my mind engaged. Yeah, exactly. I do the same thing, except I like to run, jump on the couch, and do a really fun headstand. Do you want to hear today's poem? Love to. Okay, today's poem is called The Owl and the Lightning, and it's by Martin Espot, Brooklyn, New York. No pets in the projects, the lease said, and the contraband salamander shriveled on my pillow overnight. I remember a Siamese cat, sure-footed, I was told, who slipped from a window ledge and became a red bundle bulging in the arms of a gender. This was law on the night. The owl was arrested. He landed on the top floor through the open window of apartment 14E across the hall. A solemn white bird bending the curtain rod in the crackling glow of the television. His head swiveled, his eyes black, the cops were called, and they threw a horse blanket over the owl, a bundle, kicking. Soon after, lightning jabbed the building, hit apartment 14E, scattering bricks from the roof like beads from a broken necklace. The sky blasted a white detonation of thunder. Ten years old, 
at the window. I knew then that God was not the man in my mother's holy magazines, touching fingertips to dying foreheads with the half smile of an athlete signing autographs. God must be an owl. Electricity coursing through the hollow bones. A white wing brushing the building. Do you want to read it? I'd love to. The Owl and the Lightning by Barton Espada, Brooklyn, New York. No pets in the projects, the lease said, and the contraband salamanders shriveled on my pillow overnight. I remember a Siamese cat, sure-footed, I was told, who slipped from a window ledge and became a red bundle, bulging in the arms of a janitor. This was the law on the night the owl was arrested. He landed on the top floor through the open window of apartment 14E across the hall, a solemn white bird bending the curtain rod. In the cackling glow of the television, his head swiveled, his eyes black. The cops were called and threw a horse blanket over the owl, a bundle kicking. Soon after, lightning jabbed the building, hit apartment 14E, scattering bricks from the roof like beads from a broken necklace. The sky blasted white, detonation of thunder. Ten years old at the window, I knew then that God was not the man in my mother's holy magazines, touching fingertips to dying foreheads with the half-smile of an athlete signing autographs. God must be an owl, electricity coursing through the hollow bones, a white wing brushing the building. That is spooky and powerful and cool. Yeah. What made you pick it? I like the last line. It's just such a great image in your mind. This giant wing brushing the building and taking it over? Or do you imagine a teeny wing that's powerful enough to break bricks and cause lightning and thunder? Imagine a teeny wing causing like a ripple breaks bricks activates the thunder and lightning an owl flapping yep however you picture it it's pretty cool huh last segment of the show do you have a vexing question for me that keeps you tossing and turning that drives you insane, that makes you pull your hair out one by one. I do have a vexing question, and it's a little bit morbid, but I think it's interesting too, and I am very curious to know the answer. I'm a little nervous, but what's your vexing question? I know that there are almost 8 billion people alive on Earth today. But my question is, how many people have ever lived? How many people have ever been born? Wow, that's a tough one. I'm going to get back to you on that. I'm back. And the answer to your question is roughly 108,760,000,000. 543,000 people were ever born. Whoa. Isn't that amazing? So there's about 8 billion people today, but there's over 108 billion people 
ever born. So for all of us that are alive now, there's a hundred billion human beings that were born and lived and died before us in human history. That is so bonkers. That's a lot of ancestors. Imagine having that many siblings. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.